and say your name and your favorite order at In-N-Out. Riley Cooks. Um, I'll have a double-double, no tomatoes, add pickles and onions, fries, and I like a um, lemon up. Lemon up? Any lemon shake? Up. No shake? If I want a shake, I'll get a shake, but that's not usually my go-to. Especially at In-N-Out, I don't know. They're a little... Well, thick. Yeah, no. and then they're giving you paper straws too, so you really they're, gotta work. Yeah, to drink through. Yeah, like if I want, if I'm ordering a shake at In and Out, I'm like, I want the fry shake combo specifically. Like mm. I'm craving that versus just if I'm at In and Out or eating dinner. This is my therapy, I guess. It's cheaper, you know. <laughs> I love this podcast because it's the best way to sort of communicate with my girlfriend. I've, I think our relationship has grown like. We've been together, what, five years now? It feels like 15 because of the amount of stuff that I've been able to unpack. You've taught me so much. I've become so much more gentler, more well-rounded. I've grown as a young man, and uh, I hope to learn some stuff from you. So oh, the coolest so cool. part about, I think, my talent as a co-host is I'm curious. So I don't come in here with anything like weird to ask. I just, hey, tell me about this, or tell me about that, or why are you here in San Diego, but you started here, right? And then we just break it down, and usually there's like four or five nuggets that I'm able to unfold, and I'm like, nice. Mm -hmm. So I feel good. Love you. Love you. Love you. Oh, I love you. Let's okay. go ahead and get so started, cute. all right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your co-host, Adventure O'Neill. This is Hannah. And we got a good one for you guys. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Riley. Hello. Tell us your name and where you're from. Sorry. <laughs> All good. Uh, my name is Riley Cooks. I'm from Coarse Gold, California, which is up near Yosemite Mountains. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't say Yosemite? Sometimes I do. Yeah, because it confuses people. It definitely does. SoCal. Yeah. And when I, you know, when I was competing, I used to put Coarse Gold and the announce, you know, anytime somebody was announcing that, it would be like, Gold. something like they couldn't say it right because it spelled kind of funny and my mom one day was like why don't you just say Yosemite so yeah. now I generally say Yosemite more <laughs> yeah it's cool you got a nice place here thank you for inviting us to your home we're down in sunny San Diego, San Diego California I know. so it's very rare to get us because you see the hassle that it is to move all this crap and lug it from one place to another so we usually just do it at our home and people like come to our yeah. place but this is fun. Yeah, it's a good little day trip we're doing. Mm -hmm. So we got you, cool. we got another guest lined up afterwards, and then maybe we'll hit the beach or go grab some lunch or something. So yeah. it's nice. Um, should we jump right into my notes? Go ahead. Let's do that. So basically, the way my brain works is I see like dreams. Do you dream a lot? Sometimes. I, don't, I wouldn't say a lot. Mm -mm. So, Maybe I do, and I just don't always remember that. We found know. out though that if you if you sleep deep and like get actually good get good sleep, you don't dream as much. He mm. dreams all the time, so my conclusion is that you don't you don't sleep well. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm just traumatized because I don't dream a lot, or like at least I don't remember my dreams. Yeah, because I sleep a lot, like I sleep deep, but you don't. And then our do dog. That dreams 24 7 and he's yeah. like just doesn't sleep he's at like 25 oh. percent unconscious rate and then like there's never a point where i get up and he's not up someone walks by the house he's always up so it's like the more you dream the shittier your sleep is i mm. guess so i have them written down i keep a little dream journal okay and then i also keep like random thoughts because this is the natural thoughts and talks podcast mm -hmm. so let's see what we have some of the stuff I don't know because it's two in the morning and I wrote it down and I'm like, oh, let's see where this takes mm -hmm. us. But it's very cool, like kind of icebreaker thing to do. So, oh, what's better, Riley? Sunrises or sunsets? 
Ooh, you know, I like this question and I'll tell you why, because I love sunsets. Of course, who doesn't, you know, live on the West coast, get those sunsets over the ocean. It's beautiful. But I was actually talking with my brother about this one time and he brought up, you know, he loves sunrises. Mm -hmm. And he said, because if you're watching the sunrise, something's happening. Like you're, you're doing something. You're up for some reason, whether you're stayed up, whether you're up to do something. So now every time I'm up for a sunrise, you know, I'll sometimes send him a pic or just be like Mm -hmm. up with sunrise. So I think (laughs) all that to say, I love them both, but I like that reasoning for why maybe sunrises are a little more special. I like that. What do you think? I think I'm starting to like sunrises more. I don't know. I think it's because it's colder out in the air Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just like a fall thing. I don't know. But like, it just feels like crispy and it just yeah. feels like something. Yeah. Like you're doing something you're doing like something, something's yeah. like happening. Cause sun, like sunsets happen. What? At like six o'clock now. So like you're, yeah. you're not doing anything. You're just Anybody like, can watch a sunset. Yeah. Like. But a sunrise <laughs> that happens at like, you know, early, I don't know. It's cozy. Yeah. I, I was like out it. there taking the dog for the sunrise this morning mm-hmm. as we go out here and I go, you know what? It's the question mark. That's why I like sunrises because it's like, oh, we have the unknown day. I don't know how this podcast mm. is going to go. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be shit? We don't mm. know. Uh, are we going to San Diego? Is the car going to break down? Is this going to happen? Like there's so many, anything can happen that I go like, oh, a sunrise is way better because the sunset, you're kind of like, it's known, it's over with, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, winding down. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. it might be a personality thing. Like if you're somebody that likes to reflect more, maybe you like sunset. Mm. But if you're somebody like me, who's a little more like ambitious, and like let's you like know, you take like the, the unknown over. yeah but if you mm. i guess if you fear the unknown you know yeah might not be into it speaking of cars breaking down i i've had really bad experiences with cars over the past year mm. um i i don't like cars anymore because of that today we were getting gas and i was like this car better not break down our car is fine like i know it is fine like i should trust this thing you're traumatized. No. Uh, yeah. Every time I have, I step like into the car and I start driving, I'm like, it's going to break down. Mm. We're going to have a flat tire. Something's going to like the engine's going to blow up. There's always something. Yeah. It's good though. Like it's a good therapy for me to like drive around because it <laughs> like helps me understand like, that like fine. it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm terrified every time. I love that you segued us into my, have you seen this list? Because it seems like you see the list. No. I just want to tell you about my trauma. What I want to know what type of driver, because also aside from you being like bad in chaos when the car breaks down, you also don't drive It's not places. that I'm bad. I have to tell you, I'm not bad. I don't react badly. Uh-huh. I just get so like upset. Like, you know what I mean? Like if something happens, I know to pull over, you know, this and that, put my hazards on. Yeah. But like I get so frustrated, especially when it's happened to me so many fucking times. I get pissed. I'm like, this car should work. Why is it not working? It's like when Wi-Fi, when the Wi-Fi doesn't work, it should fucking work. Why is it not working? That's how I feel. The thing is, though, is like we're in the city. We're going to get it fixed. I know, now. but it's annoying. You got to wait for a tow truck and then you got to mm-hmm. take it to the mechanic. No, you got to like pay the, thousands yeah. of dollars. No, I hate it. It ruins your day. Yeah. I've had bad experiences with cars, too. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like, I'll just be nervous sometimes. I'm yeah. like, if I hear something, something's yeah. a little off, I'm like, please, please don't yeah. be my car because yeah. it just... It ruins your whole day. Yeah. If you're going somewhere and now you got to call somebody. I know. Yeah. Like this morning when you, we started driving, you hadn't put your seatbelt on yet. And it started making the bing, bing, like to put <laughs> oh, your seatbelt. And I was like, <gasps> triggered. oh no. Oh, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> no, maybe I'm legit traumatized. Here's what I'll tell you is we I have hate cars. the full CarMax coverage. So I'm t- the full, I bought the best of the best. As it's far not as the that I'm worried works. about that. It's just like, I don't want to be inconvenienced oh, and okay. t- sit on the side of the road for hours and hours and hours. 
I hate that. Well, here's the weird part, Riley, is my pickup truck broke down. Like, I'm having a cylinder issue. Anyways, it got towed back to my dad's garage right now in Vegas, and it's just sitting there. But I loved that truck, right? Had it forever, like 15, 16 years. It died. And, like, the moment it died, we were taking buddies back in Long Beach, like, back to their house. And it just died in the middle of the road. I didn't fucking flip out or anything like that. I just go, like, yep. It, yeah. it is what it is, guys. Can you get behind and let's push it? Like, it's had its time. Mm-hmm. So that's weird because I get upset in, like, way different situations than you do. But it's okay. Here, from now until the end of the time, if there's an issue with the car, I'll take care of it. Okay? <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. totally fine. What kind of driver are you, though? Do you have to have your map up immediately? Because she won't drive anywhere until the map is up. But I'm in a hurry to drive everywhere that I go. So I'll just know, like, San Diego, we got to go south. All I know is I'm looking at the ocean. We got to go that way. <laughs> I'll eventually get there when we get close, but she won't even leave our neighborhood unless it's like, mm. wait, where's the exact one? So what kind of driver are That's you? That's funny. I love to learn my neighborhood. Like I want to feel confident that I can get anywhere without my, um, without my maps or whatever. And I'm pretty chill driver in general. So like I usually get in the car, get going. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. If I don't know where I'm going, then I'm, I'm like, I need to put my maps up. Mm-hmm. But how's your road rage? No, I'm so chill. I'm like... Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I can... Yeah, I don't know. Driving to me, I'm very comfortable. I think I took a lot of road trips as a kid. My mom used to work out of town, so like me and my dad would drive. Play. I don't know. I'm comfortable being in the car. Yeah. Like, I drive up to the Central Coast all the time, which, you know, it's like a six hour... I mean, maybe not all the time, but... Right. <laughs> I definitely like can hunker down, be comfortable if I'm in traffic. I'm like, you know, I'm getting where I need to go at the end of the day. Must be nice. Hannah turns <laughs> into like... A mixture between Tupac and like Suge Knight sometimes when she's behind the wheel, right? You get a little aggressive, people. It's not as bad as you make it sound. It's honest. I just get upset when people are stupid. You're like, you fucking idiot. You retard. Come yeah. on now. Because why are you driving 50 and you're supposed to drive like 80? That yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I get upset when it's like a danger. When you're causing danger to others, mm. if you're driving 50, that's dangerous on a 80 you know, miles an hour road. That's dangerous. If you're just being stupid, I'm like, I kind of expect it. But if you're, yeah, if you're dangerous, then that yeah. makes me upset. Should we segue into the Karen that we experienced yesterday? Oh my god! With the parking, since we're talking Speaking about cars, cars and driving and stuff, go ahead, tell Riley. So what happened we, yesterday. um, we had just finished up at Corona Tacos and we're driving back, and they have the Long Beach Marathon in mm. Long Beach now, so they're shutting down the road. Um, and we live on Ocean, so yes. they're su- they're shutting down Ocean Boulevard. So we, you couldn't park on the on the street. I think they shut it off like at midnight. So you know you can't park there. Tow so, away too, not yeah, ticket. Like, no, full they will tow like, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so we were like, oh shit, we gotta find like good parking. And we, um, it was only like maybe three o'clock or something like that. So it wasn't like late. So you know we would find parking, but we um, we drove into our neighborhood like right where our apartment is basically. And there was a, a open spot, but there was a lady standing right there in the spot, like on, in the street, holding the spot, basically. And um, I was driving, and then I was like, "Oh shit! Like that's a spot." You you were like, "There's a spot right there." And I was like, "But she's standing there." And he was she he was like, "I didn't just even take see it. the lady." Like, take, like, I was I like, just <laughs> saw "Open real estate." Yeah, no, I was like, "There's a lady like in the road, like not on the sidewalk. She's like literally in the street." And but then we like started backing up. And she, and you opened the door and you're like, Hey, excuse me. Like, can you move? Like we're parking here. And she was like, well, my husband's going to park here. And the mentor was like, well, he's not here. Um, so like we're parking here. She's like, well, he's about to be here. He has a truck. This and that. But we just kept backing up. (laughs) But then because she was in the street, we couldn't get close to the sidewalk. So then you got out 
and then I got out and we switched spots. So, so you took over and then she eventually actually stepped up on the sidewalk so that you could get close to the street. Um, and then her husband came with the truck and they were like, what are you doing? This and that. And she was like, how neighborly of you. And I was like, lady, we struggle with parking just as much as you mm-hmm. do. This Especially is like, in Long Beach. Like, you can't play that. What are you like, going to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they're shutting down their road. What do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I was like, we struggle just as much as you do. And she was like, I live here. And I was like, we live here, right? We live over there. And we live here too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a it's like public road. Like, you can't, you know, hog the streets. Like, you can't do that. Um, but she was like, if you were doing this, I would never take this spot from you. And I was like, I wouldn't even stand in the street from the first place. I think I told I her, ha- yeah. I was like, that's why I have a spot and you don't. All right. Like, like I was like, mm-hmm. you can't like, I, I understand there's no parking around. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. But, and then we just left. I did feel kind of bad though, because her husband, I didn't, cause I've never met this lady before. But when her husband came with his truck, it was a guy that we kind of know a little I'm bit, cool and like, him, yeah. and he is a cool guy. Like he's nice, but yeah. But we got our spot. So here's what I'll say: is I'm very proud of you because we're working on your confrontation abilities. Mm-hmm. So Sweden is neutral in everything. Never been mm. in a war. Never done nothing. Never. But they're the greatest country out there because they're always like good support. Everything it's is very like stable. very socialistic. Very stable. You need your neighbor. This and that, right? So Hannah met me, and I was just on the far end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Give me everything. I'm taking everything from you. That's my toy. Everything, right? Here's what I figured out because I talked to Shantae about it since. I wouldn't have done that to that lady. The one thing that fucked me up, though, was she told me no. Mm. Did you notice that when we drive by, she goes, no, about mm. the spot? So I think we would have went, but it was that point where we're working on my problem with authority that we have. <laughs> and it's everything from TSA to like uh what signage is to the lifeguard at the beach like we've had a, several things where we've identified venture just doesn't like being in situations where there's a rule that everybody's following mm-hmm. and then somebody tries to switch the rules up on you a little bit like had it said no parking in that spot i wouldn't have parked there right. but now when there's gray areas you know that kind of sets me off a little bit and that bitch said like no don't Saying sit you can't there do it, she yeah. said i couldn't do that and i don't like it when people don't tell me i can't do something that mm-hmm. is within my right because you can like yep. nothing we were doing was legally not okay mm-hmm. like yeah it might not have been neighborly but who the fuck she cares? was trying to make that decision exactly. for you yeah. and it's like it's not up to her and then she's playing a game of now you want to be aggressive and it's like you're not going to win that game i'm willing to hit you she lady. almost started like, crying <laughs> did you hear that yeah. she, like she her voice was breaking i was like lady are you crying yeah and in those, parking in those situations you just got to call her bluff sometimes yeah now if that was me in that situation and i was that lady i would have laid down in front of your car and been like all right <laughs> run me over i'd have just started filming and i'd been like go ahead run me over <laughs> had she did that we would have found another parking space because like you win at that point i'm not yeah, gonna run right, you like, over yeah. yeah you guys were testing who, who really wants this parking yeah. spot yeah and it's just funny because i do certain things that like i got from my dad like i remember being in hermosa beach as a kid and some guy did the same thing and he just hit him with the truck like, did he <laughs> three months miles an hour right. he literally just came in and the guy just got hit and was like on the hood like not like all the way but was getting moved by the vehicle and then my dad got out and was like oh didn't see you there my <laughs> bad. and i was just like so things like that that i do but like we have a spot did you want to get up in the middle of the night at 11 59 no i wouldn't but what i realized was because basically right when we had parked i was going to go see my sister and um i wasn't driving but as i was walking down the street to like go see her I f- did find an open parking spot that we would fit in. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, do you want to like move the car so they can fit their car there? 
Oh, and then what did I say? And you were yeah. like, no, not doing that. No, I have it word for word. You're like, hey, do you want to move the car? Yeah. Because I, I did feel like I felt a little bit bad afterwards. I was like, like that guy is nice to us, like this and that. And I was like, are they going to vandalize our car? Or like <laughs> our tire is going to be slashed tomorrow? Like I was like, they might go crazy on yeah. us. No, you got to let that go. It literally says, hey, babe, do you want to move the car? That's what Hannah said. And I said, fuck that hoe. If she's got beef with me, tell her I'm active in these streets. And then it said thug life, a Tupac comment. It said my comment is thug life. That's funny. But yeah, no, yeah. like that's what you got to do. It worked right? out though. It was fine. Would you have taken that spot or would you have found a different spot? I think that, you know, I'm pretty good at talking to people too. Mm -hmm. So I probably would have, you know, put my head out the window like, what's going on? What's the situation yeah. right now? Because I understand that you want this spot, but I'm driving right. and I'm here right now. And yeah. we're in Long Beach on Ocean Boulevard, yeah. which I'm very familiar with the parking situation in downtown Long Beach. Like if you see a spot, you're getting that spot. Yeah. So I think, you know, I would have been like, Sorry, ma'am. Yeah, I yeah. need to, you know, unless, okay, is there an emergency? Like, what? Right. why do you need this spot more than me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but had she really, like you said, had she really stuck it out and stood in that spot? I don't know. It's hard to say. I probably would have been like, all right, fine, yeah. fine. I'll keep going, you yeah. know? I will say, too, if she was nice about it, had a smile on her face and was, like, right. a lot more inviting, I would have let her have that it spot. It makes a difference, yeah. yeah. But she was very she entitled to She was aggressive from the that, start, as if, like, that was her parking yes. spot. And it I'm makes like, a difference, too. If she's like, I'm so sorry, my yeah. husband, like, whatever. Yeah. Say something. He's been looking forever, or this or that. But, you know, yeah, to be like, this is my spot, yeah. no. Sorry. And it's like, if she were, because that guy does park his truck either on that side or the other side every single time. Like that's where he kind of parks his truck. If she, cause we've had cars broken down that we could literally only move for street sweeping. Mm -hmm. If it was like, Oh my God, his, like his car doesn't work too well. Like he can't move it too far. That would have been a different thing. Yeah. Cause like, I get it. Like I've been in that situation to where I can't move my car like around the whole neighborhood. Yeah. That's a different thing. But she was from the start, like, no, my husband's coming. <laughs> and I'm like, we were, you were like, well, where is he at? <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's not here. <laughs> is he we're here? sitting here arguing about a guy that's not even here. Yeah. Right and that's yeah. probably a normal situation for them. Like you said, if they have a truck down there, mm -hmm. he's like, okay, I'm going to be home in five minutes yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. The thing is, though, is I had a truck, too, for the first year we lived there, and I was swinging into the tiniest little spots, yeah. making it happen. But now we got a cute little Ford Fusion. We yeah. just zip right in. So yeah. that's good. Next question I have for you. Do you remember? How old are you? I am 29. I'll 20. be 30 in a couple couple months. Oh, mm. that's a big milestone. Yeah, December. How do you feel about that? 30. I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I basically feel like I'm 30 at this point. Mm -hmm. um, people ask me, like you, like you said, you, I just, you, I had to think about it because I was about to say, oh, I'm about to be 30, but I'm technically still 29, so mm -hmm. I'm trying to enjoy the last few months of my 20s, and I have been. But I do feel like, you know, it's a new era for me, and I feel confident going into my 30s. I'm like, yeah. Is there like any that. pressure, like, from other people, like, um, you should be doing this, should be doing that? I don't know. I think, like, the people around, I have a lot of, like, friends my age, mm -hmm. similar lifestyle, um, so I think there's kind of just a vibe of, like, you know, we're enjoying life, we're still learning, like, you mm -hmm. don't have to have accomplished anything specific by 30, yeah. like, it's really just a number, like... I but you are so accomplished too, and we're gonna get into that in a few <laughs> minutes. That like you know, mm -hmm. I'm really proud of what you do. You, you are honestly. If someone came to me and was like, "Who who are some of your favorite athletes?" 
in the female category, Riley Cooks comes to the top of my list. I know you're oh, not like some thank you. 10 time gold medalist or whatever, but no, I go for bat with you. I go, no, <laughs> let me show you because you're one of the first people that I really saw like doing it. Like, you know, oh. I tried and I was with Rich too and I was like, holy shit, she's really good. Mm. Like, that's what she did. Oh, that's how hard you're supposed to work. Like, right. that looks like it hurts. She just ran that four and she's on the <laughs> ground right now. Like, that looks like it hurts. She's yeah, lifting yeah. heavy weights, you know? Like, so that's just one of those things that. I guess you, you've been ahead for a while. So do you feel that way or? Oh gosh. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I've mm-hmm. saying I've accomplished so much because people do, you know, say that to me and, you know, I've been out of track now for a year or so. And I kind of do have to remind myself of that. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish. Um, but I think that's actually the nature of the sport in a You're lot right. of ways. Like most people don't accomplish everything that they set their mind out to accomplish in the sport. Um, so I have to remind myself of, you know, the many wins that I did have, (laughs) um, and the accomplishments I had. So, so to say, do I feel like that? It kind of goes from day to day. How has (laughs) that transition been from like, cause you, you made the track for so many years and then now like, you know, I mean, I'm in it. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really in it. Like, um, yeah. Cause I've really only been out technically for a little over a year Mm -hmm. now. I mean, I threw javelin last summer a bit um so yeah like this year i mean i know we're kind of going to get into all these yeah we'll get into it (laughs) but we'll put that on the board i still have three more notes on my little dream journal all right so that takes priority (laughs) i know we went down the track thing is going to come up obviously (laughs) we're we're gonna get there but my i have three more things for you guys to get your take on (laughs) do you remember like 10 years ago riley so i was in i had to be in like middle school at the time when like the number one, I don't know if this is how it was for middle schoolers, but maybe when you were middle school, the number one thing that mattered with your fit was the socks. Do you remember when people were pulling up like the highest Nike elite socks? <laughs> we're paying like 25 to $40. That must have been an American thing. And that must, that's a that. men's thing, yeah. I think. Okay. Like, me, <laughs> and I, I also grew that. up again in the country. Out, we were little trends and things were a little slow to, mm-hmm. to reach us, okay. you know? Okay. But do you remember like, at least in sports or maybe watching football, basketball mm-hmm. was big where like the socks definitely for, yeah. And basketball. And I know that that, I think I'll say that I have a very big family on the central coast and they actually, I feel like they kept me a little more connected to like what was cool, the trends. And I definitely remember that being a thing, the, like socks. the socks, those, those oh, Nike no. socks with the different colors. Yeah. yeah. But I never was a hooper either. So I think that's another reason why I was like, no, I'm going to yeah. wear my ankle socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, honestly, babe, it was as big as like Crocs are for kids nowadays. What? Like literally, like my sister. Yeah. High socks. Yeah. It was that just. Was a thing? Yeah, I'd go to the Nike store, save up my money, and be like, I'm about to spend $60 on three pairs of socks. (laughs) Yes, and then I'm going to wear, like, the basic black, like, Jordan slides or whatever, and I just walk around the halls. Yeah, they're trendy, very trendy. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's October. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Like, I got the black (laughs) with the pink. You know what I mean? No, can't do that. And then I feel like when I was in college, too, what was was that, those socks, oh, stance, is that it? You seen those ones? Stains. Those were Which popular. Are those? Oh yeah, Let they have Google underwear, that. right? They have like different. I think I have some see. underwear from them. <laughs> they had like a lot of different prints on there. Those were popular for a minute too, yeah. where it was like, "Ooh, new stance sock," but they were like, "Yeah, twenty dollars a pair or something." I'm That's like, a lot. <laughs> and then Marshalls, it's like five dollars for a pack of ten with the same Nike socks. Yeah, and yeah. And so. Oh, these gonna... ones. Oh, with the stripe yes, on them? Or yeah, because they always had different yeah, I remember. Oh. different styles. They would be like that's like special surfer, edition. Surfer guy wear. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably living in Long Beach, that's why I 
you saw got more, more familiar more. with those yeah was there anything weird do you remember any trends from your childhood we were talking about those moon boots right remember mm-hmm. in the show we were watching was there anything else that like you had that you just this was the statement of a cool kid no well it was very different in sweden because everything was um it was kind of if you had certain brands that was like cool mm. um everyone dresses the same in sweden that's like the one thing that i kind of hate about not hate but like very Mm -hmm. dislike about like sweden or just where i grew up is everyone dresses the same and if you don't wear a certain brand or certain like certain style it's kind of like you're a little weird um but it was very um i don't know i would say the moon boots were for sure we also had moon boots they are um they legit look like something you wear on the moon um i'm thinking of like those red have you seen those boots that were like the jumpers they were like a tiktok trend they look like that Oh, I've never seen those. They're really <laughs> comfy. I never got them because um, having a twin sister, my parents obviously have to buy two of Double, everything. Oh, yeah. So I never just like, I never like got an iPhone and just like, like things like that. like your Nintendo DS, right? I never got a Nintendo DS. Like, yeah. Guess what you're getting for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't have them, but they were pretty popular. Um, there was these like other boots called Prime Boots. They're more like boots. Like cold wear. Like an actual boot. They were also very popular. Um but I think in Sweden, it's a little bit more preppy and a little bit like you dress nicer. Like you would never wear socks and slides in school. Like that's oh, just yeah. like not a thing you yeah. would wear ever. Um, well, I don't know. I don't think, I think it was, there are a few things that I were, that were here that were probably more trendy than out there. Yeah. I think. I got two more things. These ones are kind of dirty, so we'll see where it goes. <laughs> um, we were talking about your grandpa and whether he gets like, he can still get it up Ew, or not, that's right? That's disgusting. Because I was like, uh, like how? I don't hear that. But remember, we were talking about it, so we'll, I'll keep how it short. How old is he? He's like ninety, <laughs> almost ninety. Right? And I was sitting around because I saw an, like an old couple on a hike, and I was like, I wonder if they still get it on. Like they look in love, right? And I was just wondering, like, at what age does it? Like, is it your seventies, your eighties, your six? Like, well, that's funny because I just this week have been watching The Golden Bachelor. Have you guys? Oh. And I am not. Listen, I like pride myself on not watching reality yeah. TV. But for some reason, my cousin was here. We were like, let's just throw it on. You got in. And it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, everything they do, I'm like, oh. And, the, <laughs> and like, everybody's so themselves. Yeah. That, you know, they're just having a good time. I feel like it's not as much gossip. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I just, like, I would assume it's not as much gossip. Or is it? Well, I think, it? I mean, that, that's my gripe with reality TV in general. They're yeah. always going to, they're trying to have drama on there. Yeah. Like, why else are people watching it? Um, so yes, they you know there's little things going on, right. but I'm like whatever. They're, I'm yeah. more like oh, they're yeah. so cute. <laughs> we'll check that one out then if it's less like drama. Yeah, yeah, I I, it feels that. authentic. I'm sure, like especially because it's the first. You know, usually the first time yeah. with something, it is like that. Right. So they're gonna be like, "Well, here's your three ex wives from the '80s, '90s, <laughs> no, and 2000s." Really. Like an old guy. He looks good. He's like seventy yeah, something. and a lot He's of good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're all like '70s plus, um, and a lot of them have like already had long related marriages people you know that passed away or something like that right. spouses that passed away um so it's just cute it's just cute to see them like they're looking for a genuine connection they've yeah. had it and they're looking for you know they're not to looking spend for the rest fame. of their life yeah, yeah they're not on there to be famous yeah. or like yeah, yeah. yeah. i can't it. stand um old people kissing though really you don't like it no i, like it. I think it's so disgusting <laughs> you like it. it's nice i like no it. i can't stand it's it it's nice no like there's it. definitely some times on there where you're like oh they're yeah. going for it. No. They're doing so. All that to say, I think, you know, at that age, I think they're still they're, they're, they're going for it. Yeah, like absolutely. It. They're looking to feel something too. You know, trauma. <laughs> I like it. Ninety. I don't know. 
That's a little much. So yeah, that's what I was asking. And then I thought about like blood flow and then I was like, huh, well, he could have a heart attack or something, right? Because if he's just trying to, <laughs> things are getting hot and spicy. It's a lot of cardio. So how many people, trivia question of the day, how many people die per year during like sexual activity? Oh gosh. Do you oh, think? I think it's a lot more than we think. Get, throw a number out. Um, like, wait, is it in like the US or in the world? Uh, we'll go US. I don't think they're Do you taking have the stats answer? from, I'm about to find it. <laughs> I will say 2,000 people. 2,000? That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll oh say 10,000. No, no, no. 20,000 people. Mm. Okay. I'll split the difference and say 10,000 because I really don't know. <laughs> How many people die during sex per year? Let's see. Okay. So 0.2 of every 100. No, 2% of 100,000. So, 2,000? So, that is 2,000. Yeah, oh, dang. Not spot on. You're on it. So, 2,000 people die fucking every Wait, year. no. It said of every 100,000? Yeah. 0.2 of every 100,000. So, that's oh, not 20,000. 20, it's 20,000. So, 20,000. Is it 0.2 or 0.02? Or do we have to go off a population? Is it 2%? It would be 0.02. Yeah. But that's a, out of 100,000. So that's not the entire population. Okay, okay. So of every 100,000, what is that? Like, I don't know what the population of San Diego is. Do you know? Long no. Beach is 400,000. So that means 8,000 so that means people. 80, no, no, 80,000. 8,000. 8,000. 8, yeah, 2%, 2% would be point. Oh, you said 2%? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah that quick, can't be right. Quick math. 8,000 people are not dying. I think it in, might be. People are dying somehow. I wonder what it is, though. Like, what is... like. I think it's just you know the I mean? excitement. You just Ooh. die. Like, I don't think somebody's like hanging off a cliff and then all of a sudden they like fall. I'm sure there are so... cases like that though. Yeah. Where they like, they're doing, doing something, something crazy on top of the hill and then they fucking yeah, fall definitely. off. Do you remember that show, A Thousand Ways to Die? Oh Did you God. ever watch that? I've seen it. Yeah. My favorite one was the guy who died pooping and he was in a trash can and he was like, oh no. Wait, he, he was like, pooping in a trash can? Yeah. He like had what? laxatives or whatever. And these are all like real dumb ways people yeah. have died. You've seen the show, right? I did see it. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember the this story though. I used to watch it every time I came home from school. Like it was like, get my little Cheerios and watch that show. And he had laxatives or something and then just had to go and he went into a trash can and the trash can fell back <gasps> off a cliff and like in the country or something and he just went off a cliff and what? killed himself yeah like snapped his neck or whatever that's that's, i shouldn't be laughing but that's just like no it's funny <laughs> you deserve if i die like that you have my permission to laugh yeah fair enough fair <laughs> enough oh no and then i have one more thing and then we'll start getting into like some you know deeper things male body suits so you have a body suit on today mm-hmm. right and i was like oh that's nice i don't want like my shirt getting all wrinkly or top of that so we might be sitting on a billion-dollar idea here, Riley. Male body suits. What do you think? Could it take off? Could it not? I, Could you date a guy wearing a male? Like, let's say, you know, things get good. It's a good first date. You're like, let's go back to my place, all right? <laughs> and then, you know, you got some candles playing your music or whatever, and he just drops his pants, and you just see two cheeks <laughs> with, like, a male thong. Wait, it's a thong bodysuit, first of all. Oh, yeah. I think we have to evolve from male thongs <laughs> then to male thong bodysuits, but... Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think that that would, that would fly with me that no. well. Um, but I think if somebody's wearing a male bodysuit, I'm probably going to like, there's probably other things going on too. You know, I'm like, am I going to be like, yeah, let's go back to my place with this. I don't know. I don't see that. <laughs> You're like, oh, this guy has no wrinkles That in can't be shirt. the first red flag that I'm seeing. <laughs> what do you think? No, I can't do that. Come on now. That's yeah. ridiculous. What about even now? Like we're already established. No, you better oh not pull out a body suit. That's even worse. <laughs> nope. I can't But do remember that. the romp hymns? There was like that yeah. summer where, which they never really took off, but I kind of liked, I was like, I could see that being a thing. Like, What was that? 
the the male it's like a onesie, or, yeah. yeah. With the shorts and then like, I do. I love like the match when guys do the matching mm-hmm. like shorts button up yeah. combo. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like that, but just one piece. I think oh. it looked a little too preppy for yeah. me. Like yeah. you throw a sweater over. I didn't like the guy that wears a romp him. You know. So <laughs> if they take off though, let me know. But that's all I had for our little, uh, you know. Little ventures notes. little dream journal mm-hmm. or random thought journal but mm-hmm. yeah it takes us cool Did you gotta pause yeah, yeah pause. it's all good I'm let's like, pause i just have to pee yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't know if i all right we're back how was your pee good it was great i feel much better Thank nice you. lighter <laughs> let's get into your bio ready to get into it tell yeah. people sort of um you know a little bit about, about your background you were over at the olympic training center you know you're with team usa things like that go mm-hmm. ahead and say it in the fancy way that i wouldn't say it i just say you're really that's really pretty, good i that's funny because i don't say it in the fancy way i'm like yeah i used to run track that's pretty much how i <laughs> explain it now no yeah i did i was at the olympic training center for a couple years um prior to that trained in long beach for two years with Rich richardson shout out coach rich yep. um and then i before that i ran at long beach state so yes all led up to competing overseas a decent amount competing for team usa and you have the um, right to you can stir your pot a little bit okay or i'll do it for you is <laughs> you you ran the heptathlon yes at um long beach state and you were one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it at that school, if yeah, I'm the, not the mistaken. Best. I'll, I'll clarify, the best. The to best to ever yeah. run at that school. And Probably the best multi ever, actually. No, oh, let me check. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Again, shout out, shout out Coach Rich yeah. if he's listening. No. Because we, we ha- uh, hold the, he holds the decathlon school record and I hold uh-huh. the oh, that's right. school record. So. No, Rich is second and you're first. <laughs> Thank you. I'll yeah, 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 yeah. You can have that He's one. not here to defend himself, so yeah. it's perfect. I like that. He's going to call me on this one. Watch yeah. this. Because <laughs> he's definitely listening to this episode, mm-hmm. so that'll be good. But yeah, no, super background. Just explain what the heptathlon is for those people that don't even know. Yeah, yeah. So two-day event. It's, it's technically its own event, but it's made up of seven track events. So day one, you do... The hurdles, you do high jump, shot put, and the 200. And then day two, you do long jump, javelin, and the 800. So it's basically trying to figure out who the most well-rounded athlete is. Mm. Who's the biggest dog in the dog park, right? Right. That's what we're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out. And Riley oftentimes was the biggest dog in the dog park. That's right. right. That's right. um, you're working on that transition that you're working on, right? So would you say, I mean, you had to, you put everything you had in it, right? So there's no like spam risk. Don't call me. <laughs> Swipe. I'm talking to Riley Cooks. Don't they know not to call me? Gosh. Do not disturb. Right yeah. Now. Right. Um, you put everything you had into that. Right. And you really did make it to like one of the top national rankings. Right. And what yeah. you were able to accomplish. And sorry, I don't have the like stats or anything yeah. like that, but we'll just go general terms. You were one of the best in the country at your craft. You were working on mastering your craft and getting, or at least getting as close to it as mm-hmm. you could. And just tell us some of the biggest takeaways you think because you're probably in a big reflection period right now right yeah that's why i think the timing was really good because i knew you were like i didn't know it was still less than a year a little over a year but it's awesome tell us about that how are you feeling right now as a former athlete kind of hot off the press at the highest level that you can do it at yeah i mean it's a lot it's a lot emotionally i think track and field in general it's a very emotional sport it takes a lot you know of discipline takes a lot of commitment. You you have to at least love some of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so now transitioning into 
what I would call real life, I guess, right. after my athletic career, um, it's different. I mean, when I came to the Olympic Training Center, I moved down here in 2019 to train for Tokyo. Um, so obviously COVID happened, things got pushed back. So it was really like a two year span of just like focusing on one thing, nonstop, all in. Um, and so, you know, you said, what did I learn from that? The whole experience, just, just so much about, like I said, discipline, um, and being able to fully commit to one thing is like, it's not really something that people get to do, especially in, in, you know, real life, like I'm saying out here. Um, there's so many different things pulling you in different ways. Um, so it was kind of, it was an amazing experience, especially that, you know, after COVID, you know, I went home for a few months and then I was back at the training center at the end of 2020, you know, kind of re re locking in. And it worked out great for me in the sense that because I had just moved to a new training group, new area, there was a lot of adjusting still taking place, you know, prior to when COVID hit, you know, I don't think I necessarily felt ready for the Olympic year. So that gave me some time. Um, but when I came back, back to it, we were, we were locked in, everybody was Mm. locked in, you know, it's like, okay, we waited an extra year for this now. So we're locking down, we're giving it our all. Um, so to be able to do that was really cool for me, like just to grow in certain areas of being able to like have that self-discipline and just learning about my health and mental health too was a big piece of it. You know, I had to, I literally would wake up every day and meditate and Mm. get to the, you know, taking some of those practices, journaling, things like that to process like what I'm working on, what I'm doing, what my goals are. Um, What did did a normal day look like? Like just an average day, you wake up, uh, what time are you waking up, you know? Yeah. Um, It's funny because I was so, part of me misses it now because it, but not really because I love the freedom that I have now. Right. (laughs) But it was just cool to just be so, like I said, locked in. I had like things laid out. I would wake up you know, make my coffee, I, I, almost down to the minute where I'm like, I'm making my coffee, I'm washing my face, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm eating, I would eat four hard boiled eggs and two pancakes basically every day mm. for a, a year. Cause I was, you know, had my nutrition locked in. I was like, I know I need to get this much protein, this much, whatever, um, fuel for the day, take my supplements. Um, I would meditate, journal, um, a read, you know, if I was reading something at the time and then I would get down to the track around 10, um, do my own warmups, do my team warmups, or, well, I should say training group. We weren't necessarily a team training group. Those are my people, but at the same time, we were, like, you know, doing, focusing on our own stuff, too. Um, yeah, be out at the track for a few hours, go to lunch. We had lunch on site, so I would be in the cafeteria, have lunch for an hour or two, then go lift, then go um, to the training room, get treatment, take care of your body, and then go home, I don't know, watch, watch some Netflix, read, mm. do whatever, and by go home, I mean go back to my dorm room where I shared a room right. with, you know. Um, but it was just great being so immersed. You know, you're around people who are doing the exact same thing too. So yeah. it, it was a full-time job and then some. Like it was a lifestyle for sure. And I think part of that was possible just because it was, you know, I was aware of the fact that it was temporary. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I have this much time, about a year, to literally do everything I can to accomplish this one goal. So did that help you keep motivated? Cause I feel like I, I mean, I, I struggle with like staying consistent with things, but obviously you're, that's a whole different level for yeah. you. But did you ever feel sometimes like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Did it, did it ever oh occur gosh. to you or did it was, was it always like, no, I love it. I want to stay. At oh it. <laughs> yeah. It was very, lots of highs and lows within, mm. you know, like anything within, you know, day in, day out. Um, 
And that was what's so great about like my training group. We all kind of were in the trenches together. But yeah, there was a lot of days where I felt like I can't do this anymore or I feel like I am literally the worst athlete. Mm. <laughs> like on those days on the track when it's just not going well, I'm like, I literally am, am terrible. Like I can't, you know, um, that's where a lot of the mental side comes in. Um, yeah. And I, I even remember like a month or two out from, from the trials, me and Annie, my, one of my training partners, we were in the weight room. We were just like doing something. We were just like so tired. We were like, I like, just can't wait, literally can't wait for this to be over yeah. basically. But also just ramping up, like so excited at the opportunities too, you know? So, so like anything else, it's lots of highs, lots of lows for sure. Do you have anything? I was going to ask like how, um, what do you do now after? What, what do you work with? What do you do now? I, now I work for, um, V shred. It's a online fitness nutrition company. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I uh, worked in title insurance as well. I started doing that actually like during the pandemic, um, kind of was doing both. Now I'm just working with V shred. Um, so I do some coaching mm. nutrition and then I'm on the kind of like corporate side too. Um, I actually finished my MBA earlier this year as well. Oh, so yeah. So awesome. like I said, I'm, I'm in that transition phase very yeah. much still, still like figuring out what I'm good at, what I like doing, like what, you know, what are my goals? Like that's something that I'm really like, which is part of the reason I'm ready, you know, excited, like I said, for my thirties, this is kind of next mm-hmm. era. And so, you know, lots of highs and lows with this as well, of course, like anything, but, um, it's fun to be kind of like figuring it out and to just be so open-ended. Like I really can kind of do whatever That's now. Awesome. <laughs> I've definitely, that. yeah. And I've been enjoying make, taking the opportunity to enjoy life since, uh, since I did finish track, just because like I said, you know, I was so involved with that and it came with a lot of sacrifices as well. So now I've just been like, Hey, I'm just having a good time this year. I'm traveling, I'm going, I'm doing, you know, whatever I want to do. Yeah. So it's been fun too. I was going to ask like, what are some things that you can do now that you probably couldn't really do before? <laughs> like didn't have time to do yeah. or, you know, well, I, I mean, taking trips, of course, yeah. it's like going to visit people, hang out with people, do whatever. Um, even just little things like, you know, I've, already made a decent community here in San Diego and have met a lot of people. So being able to just go play beach volleyball during the week or go, go out for drinks or anything like, you know, just literally anything right. that you <laughs> compared to when I was, you know, training, it was just everything had to, I had to take that into account with everything that I was doing. So I like that. I have, um, this is what I want to take from you. Basically I have one goal. Well, I have lots of goals with this show, you know, like doing stuff like this. But the main thing that I want to get from you that I think is very unique is I'm somebody who I understand that my role within track and field is not like the professional athlete, go to the top, win medals, do stuff like that. I want to uh, finance that. Like I want to sponsor things Mm. like that to Mm -hmm. help grow the sport of women's track and field, especially because one of the main things that pissed me off was when you were at the highest level that you were at. And I think I talked to your mom about it or something like that. She was like, you know, sometimes a lot of the athletes have to work two, three part-time jobs Mm -hmm. just to make things happen. Mm -hmm. And I want to set something up to where luckily I'm building a company right now that, you know, is going to, it's going to put my family in a position that, you know, no one's ever been before. Unfortunately, like the level of wealth that we're working on growing is, Mm -hmm. you know, going to be astronomical. Give me two decades and it'll be there. I want to pump, 
millions of dollars into more Riley Cookses mm. because not just about the sport, not just about that. I just, I really like them as humans. Like, yeah, I really, that's something that not like it pissed me off and it broke my heart just as I was kind of going through it too. And I was like, no, she shouldn't have to work. It doesn't make sense how a guy like fucking Patrick Mahomes can do <laughs> yeah. this and he's got crazy numbers, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then this girl has to work after this. Yeah. Like this doesn't make any sense. She did how many push ups did she do today? <laughs> you know what I mean? And now she's got to go do uber eats or doordash or something like that that's not something that is ever going to happen like on my watch if i set something up to where it's like hey just train that's all i want you to do is just train you here's a check train like that's all you focus on tell me about some of like the back end kind of finances and how you had to wiggle and kind of pull stuff were your parents able to help you out or like how where does that support come from yeah absolutely i mean it takes it takes a lot it takes so much community and support from the people around you you know Chris my my parents a hundred percent like I especially when I was in Long Beach still like you said I was I was actually doing I would substitute teach um I would train a little bit coach a little bit but yeah my parents essentially were paying my rent all the way until I moved to the Olympic Training Center um and so then that opportunity was huge too because I didn't have to pay rent and I had food um, I had insurance. Those are, I was so lucky to be able to do that. Like that, that's very unusual. Like it, it kind of worked out because I knew the coach, I knew the training partners, I was nearby, just like I meshed well with the group. So it became, you know, like, oh, we want you to come here and do this. Um, and USATF pays for that, but most people do not have that privilege. And I was lucky enough to actually gain a sponsor too, Wazelle, who I was with for two or three years, two or three seasons. Um, who helped me a lot with travel and shoes and stuff like that, clothes, tons of clothes. But majority of people are having to pay for that all themselves. If I had like travel alone, if I had to pay, you know, people are paying thousands of dollars to compete at the Olympic trials and that's one meet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you add in the meets that they're paying for before that and the hotels and even coaches, most people have to pay their coaches. I never had to do that. So yes. So it's very expensive for it with little, um, support, so I think that's amazing that like, that's a goal for you because. Yeah. So I like the current state that it's at right now. If there was, how would you recommend that that gets done? Is it like, Hey, if there's these girls that hit these marks, there's uh 50 spots or something right. like that, that 50, I mean, that's still 50 girls, let's say, or yeah. I understand it's a small community. I don't know. Even like 25 girls where it's just like, Hey, everything's paid for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just dropped a don't know a quarter million dollars or something like yeah. that we just set something up to where like these girls have apartments they have they're not sharing they have space yeah. you know what i mean to for your mind for your body things mm-hmm. like that you know you're getting paid a good amount things like that and obviously ultimately yeah. make more money but like is that something kind of like hey how do you even distinguish like which girls kind of deserve right. it have earned it which girls earn it, which girls don't. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And and it's tough because there's so many athletes in track and field and it's so individual. You know, everybody has their different needs. Um, I mean, I always consider like, obviously there's elite numbers or marks, but that kind of varies from year to year. But I do think like if you're competing at your national championship, you know, you're, you're elite level. Yeah. And I don't sure. think that it's necessarily treated that way in the U S you know, it's not, a, it's, let's be honest. It's not a popular sport in the U S comparatively, especially to other countries where there's actually a lot of government funding mm-hmm. for their, for their, you know, professional athletes that are representing the country. Of course, they're going to pour into that. Um, but for us, you know, USATF is privately owned more of a situation. I believe that's a kind of the situation. Um, so yeah, 
to answer your question, I think getting to that elite level of competing at USA, you know, that was my goal in college. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to compete at USA. It's never would have mm. thought I would got to that level. And then once you get there, like that really is elite. You're the mm-hmm. best in the nation, like out of millions of people. So so basically, let's say it's just for example, we're just throwing shit at the wall right now. Venture has a million dollar blank check, right? And or a multi-million dollar foundation that we're talking about building here. Does he need like versions of Riley Cooks, let's say, of like scouts or something like that? I don't even know if I want to mm. use that term. Some an expert at least that goes, Hey, these ten girls that I found in the West Coast right now are pretty much the best of the best. This is what we have right now. I think this is what we should invest in. Mm -hmm. And then, hey, this other older version of Riley Cooks has 10 girls from the East Coast that we just found. Now we're able to sort of funnel them into, I don't Mm -hmm. know, Dallas, Texas, or wherever the training center is, or even work with whatever else is going, but just to help. You know what I mean? Just more options, more people like me that are like, I love the sport, I love watching. It's one of my favorite sports to watch. Like, why not do something like that? Right? Yeah, I think more established training groups and pouring into those that that I think would be key um the challenging thing about track and field is it's it's really hard to even rank I mean obviously people have their scores but you know there's younger people who have so much potential there's people who have done a lot young and maybe aren't doing as well older or or people who reach their potential at 30 and it's like okay well people don't want to sponsor them because you know they only competing for maybe a couple more years Mm -hmm. um but I think if you have training groups that are all those levels together, you know, then they're supporting each other. Then all, everybody's getting kind of the same amount of support. To me, I feel like that is really like where one of the focuses should be. Um, but it is challenging because a lot of training groups and coaches are private, privatized, you know, like USATF doesn't like, that was kind of one of the closest things at the training center was to have our training group there that was like a USATF kind of sponsored training group. Um, but even that is, is different now than it was when I was there. So those things aren't really as well established here, I think, as they might be in other countries too. Mm. I like that. Mm. I want to try to fix that or yeah. at least yeah. improve on it. What do you think? You got anything? I mean, I, I mean, I just think just when you were saying like Patrick Mahomes, I think, first of all, I th- just think it's ridiculous that you give eight half a <laughs> billion dollars to, to throw a ball. Um, and then you have like you and you're like committing your whole life to this sport and you're not getting yeah any compensation for it. It's just like, I don't. Yeah. And so for people who don't know, like, so for example, I, my highest finish at USA like, was sixth. Um, you know, I competed for team USA, like at Pan American games, but all of that to say, yeah. So I finished sixth in the U S yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I maybe got. $2,000. Which is Christ. crazy. <laughs> like yeah. you're that you're like a top athlete in yeah. the country and more money is made overseas. Definitely competing and from sponsorships, of course, mm-hmm. like, and that's, you know, what's different about it now too, is it's so much about your, you know, with social media and everything, it's about right. your image and what can you do for the company that's sponsoring you. And it's less about like, how good are you actually at your sport? So yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, do you, because I think it opened up, it opens up doors, obviously, to sponsorships. But yeah. it's, how do you feel? Because I feel like, look at my scores, like, not necessarily yeah. my person, but. And personality. I mean, it's it's hard because that's such a personality thing. Like, yeah. for me, I'm just not a social media person necessarily. I definitely tried harder when I was in, when I was training because I was aware of that, those things. Um, but not everybody wants to be that yeah. person, you know. Um, but then you have those like Sydney McLaughlin who they're, they're 
performances speak for themselves mm-hmm. and she doesn't necessarily have to be as active on social media and stuff because people just know who she is right. like things like that um but it is tough when it's so based on that and yeah. especially now you know seeing like which i love i'm thrilled for college athletes now you know being able to make money on yeah. the nil yeah. like but i do think you know i think seeing some of those things where it's just like they're popular on social media or whatever and i'm like that makes such a big difference for them and it's it's cool i mean it, it's cool because it it works for people people are good yeah. at that you know but i think that there's athletes who maybe are just not as strong in that area but yeah on the track they are but it's, yeah. it's about money at the end of the day yeah. like who's who's gonna bring in money you know necessarily like winning a medal doesn't even do as much as having a million followers you right, know so right. mm-hmm. it's just the it's just how things are i guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well let's see what else do i got on here oh we talk about relationships we talk about oh. relationships you got a boyfriend i'm seeing somebody oh, right that's nice. i know for the first time in Congrats. years thank you oh, yeah it's been fun it's cool and it's yeah, it's cute seeing you guys. Like you, you know, prior to getting on here, you were just talking about how you guys, your communication and everything, and how you guys use this as a way to grow and the things that you guys work on. Like I love seeing that, especially now being in just kind of initial phases with somebody. And it's been a long time since I've been in a relationship, like since I was in college. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're adults now. Like I just have way different communication style, and yeah. we're just both like how figuring out how we make this work and how we can grow together grow as people so yeah i was just i was just telling hannah maybe like a few i don't know maybe a week or two ago where i was like what like one of your biggest fears right now and i was like my biggest fear would have to be doing that again like (laughs) i do not want to ask somebody what their favorite color is right like i would just have to be like do you like this like what's your order at panda express or something like that it's like it's awesome that you're going through it you got to go through it but i poured everything i had like i just you know what i mean i gave you everything i had and i developed it so like i'm not saying i'm the one who created this relationship but just for my part of Mm -hmm. it i gave it everything i had you know do you feel like i gave it everything i had you put a lot of stuff into there for Mm -hmm. sure i feel like though like it's different because obviously we met when we were what like 17 18 yeah um i think when you're a little bit older i don't think you know what's your favorite color i don't think that question maybe pops up super (laughs) fast i'm I'm like i don't know yeah it might happen later where you're like oh you know but i think it was it would be different like when you're an adult dating obviously i've never yeah but I do think it would be different. Uh, but yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, I do not feel like getting to know a new person. Just like, it, it's just like, it's a lot for it's me, lot, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's also really cool seeing like friends do it. Like I, I'll, I'll, I like doing it from afar, like hearing what my friends say and like seeing it, but I don't think I could do it. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. It's, it's fun though. It's like when someone else is in that face and like you hear them talk about it, it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's cute. Fun. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I like that. Do you guys do that? Do guys, guys talk? Guys don't. No, it's literally just be like, "Hey, is she thick though?" And it's like, you, you know, you, she oh, got no. something back like, there. You know, like yeah. she got a little something, something back there. Like <laughs> it's it's very indirect. Like with guys, that's the cool part about this podcast, Riley, is I've been able to actually form so many more like male bonds mm-hmm. because like. Never in a million years would I say, hey, come sit on my couch and we're going to look each other in the eyes and we're going to talk for like 90 minutes probably. They're like, no, I'm cool with that. But if I put the cameras on and make it a thing, like I've never gotten a no so far. So it's like they just come in and just people, you know, it's good like developing those relationships and things like that. But 
yeah, like it's a hack. It really, I was so intentional. It almost sounds weird. Like yeah. I think I was just so mature too. When I was coming out, I knew like the, the number one thing that I wanted, I knew something that the ultimate thing that's priceless is the family that I want to build. And that's mm. ultimately all I care about. Like right now I wake up in the morning and I just go like, if, if I can create four little Hannah Afziliuses, <laughs> they can have every, take everything, give my left arm, my left leg for that. It would be like the most beautiful thing ever to create just three little U's and just <laughs> try to get them, you know, to navigate through this weird world mm -hmm. and like find what their gifts are and just try to pump whatever I can into it. Mm -hmm. So that's just like what I think about. I love relationships. I love like building on yeah. them. Love is awesome. Mm -hmm. What do you got? I think, um, it's cool because I mean, a lot of people say like, oh my God, you met so young and like, you don't really know who you are. I think you and I have grown a lot together, but also separately. Mm. And I think that is what's very important of mm -hmm. like, as it's long key. as you grow and it doesn't matter what age it is, but as long as you grow separately as well as like an individual, it doesn't matter if you're with someone for five years or 20 or two years, like as right. long as you grow and you don't become just one, I think that is what the important thing is because I have so many friends that are single and they're like, oh, you know, it's amazing being single in your 20s and this and that. And I'm like, I'm sure it is <laughs> like, but it's also really cool being in a relationship because we you grow up together, but then you grow separately. Yeah. Like I have grown so much just being with you that I might have not. Yeah, I might have not grown in the same way if I was single or with someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, Like just like my confidence, let's say, has grown Mm -hmm. yeah. crazy amount just like being here in america but then also just being with you because your confidence is like through the fucking roof yeah. <laughs> um i think that is like like a, a super cool thing that i probably would not have had the same way if i wasn't with you and that's not to say like i'm not i'm giving you the credit for my confidence but just just the people that you're around in general like friends and family just the people that you're around help you grow mm -hmm. so then for some people to say that like you know like you're I've been with you for so long you don't know who you are I'm like well that's not true like I've just like my family helps me grow you've helped me yeah. grow like I don't it's cool it's I, a it's a fun little journey I think one of the coolest parts Riley too is that it really is like once you understand that it really is built like shit doesn't happen there's no like yeah. mm -hmm. oh my god mm -hmm. the one or something like that like I sure maybe for some people but for me it was just so intentional like mm -hmm. I knew yeah. even now I have the maturity to be like she's screaming at me right now but this is like the hard part this is let's <laughs> figure out it's not that she hates me she just something that I'm doing right now mm -hmm. like, what is it that I'm doing am I too aggressive like is it my yelling maybe it's the way I'm doing it hey this is I don't like the way this is going I don't like that you missed our workout I love working out with you right it's our little couple thing let's go get our jog on like you slept in. When can we do that? You know, mm -hmm. something like that. Like, I'm okay that we slept in. Maybe you were tired, but schedule it two o'clock. Okay, let's do it at two mm -hmm. o'clock. You know, things yeah. like that. But yeah, you work on things. Yeah. 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 How about your like parents and stuff? They have a good relationship? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, my parents are that couple that like, even as a kid, parents, you know, my friends would be like, oh my gosh, your parents are so like mm -hmm. lovey dovey, yeah. so cute. Like, um, you know, they, they clearly still love each other and they're each other's person. They've been together since they were like in their teens. Yeah. So to go that long, is pretty 
crazy, (laughs) but exciting. You're able to just kind of have that and just be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to build my version of that. Yeah. And yeah. And have a good example of that. But at the same time, you know, I grew up with them and I've seen, like you said, those things that you have to work on and maybe like times where the gun and fights or issues, you know, and I think it's just interesting to see that. Or I've had times where maybe one or one of the other is venting to me about the, you know, their yeah. partner. And I'm like, it's so funny because you're, it's not like relationships just, Oh, you just figured it out. And now you're good to go. Like they've been together for 40 years at this yeah. point almost. And they're still figuring things out together and figuring yeah. out how to communicate and how to improve like their relationship and how, you know, they're in the process of, um, they're about to build a house. Oh, oh, nice. cool. So yeah. And like, just, just, being pre even starting the building, you know, there's a lot to that. And it's a lot of working together on things, communication, and just they're in for a big project. And it's, there's going to be a lot of things that come out from that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just interesting to see the, yeah, like that after 40 years, they're still like, you know, taking on new adventures and things like that. I think another cool thing to kind of like, we're, I'm going to land the ship now. I'm going to start working on landing. I got like three (laughs) things I want to go in on land the ship. But, uh, you know, we met at Cerritos, right? Yes. Like we were both in high school. We met at Cerritos. If you really think about sort of that network, I haven't really gotten to look into it. I want to, like, open up Chris Richardson's address book a little bit because there's something in there that's very unique that he was able to sort of build that the people, like, around that have came through there, you know, not just, like, as Cerritos people, just people that are kind of within the Richardson, mm-hmm. I don't know, aura or whatever, mm-hmm. really good people. Yeah. So like, that's almost something to where I need to tap into that a little bit more, I feel like, and get maybe some more guests on. And he's had like such that. an influence on that's it. people yeah. too. Yeah. Like, such small things, but like you said, like he just really takes people with good aura and like, he's like, how can he help them and kind of pour into them a mm-hmm. little bit? And it's, you see those effects, like lasting effects, like, you know. It's been years since I've trained with him, but we still keep, you know, talk. And yeah. when I see him, it's just like, it's great. He's, yeah, he's formed a little community, definitely. Yeah. We went to cool. Thanksgiving last year at his place. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Corona. He's trying. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that he's getting there. I'll say it's getting there. All right. It's not to the quality that, you know, I'm accustomed to, but... You know, my house is crazy though. We do have like what three turkeys and like two hams. Yeah. And well, your dad loves to grill and, and like yeah. do yeah. all that. So it's just it makes too sense. much food. Yeah. Everybody yeah. leaves with like a you know mm-hmm. ten bag. Tupperwares. You know, mm-hmm. take your little baggie with you. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, How were your parents? Because you just said that your parents were very like lovey dovey. Mm-hmm. You know, they really like show their love. How were your parents when you grew up? I think. I say it with my dad. That's his greatest. I think the reason why I'm so ahead of the game is because how good my dad was. If anything, from the way I back up a truck to the way I like look at parenting, it was Charles O'Neill. Like the reason why I was able to find you so early and be so intentional is because of him. He was able to go like, like the way that he showed love to your mom. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The way that he was able to sort of just kind of support and lead and understand of certain things that are right and wrong. It's not right for that lady to steal my parking spot, right? And there's no my. We stole her parking spot. Exactly, <laughs> but, but there's certain like, you know, injustices. There's things you can let go. I let go like a bunch of shit, right? But there's certain things that when I go, you don't let anybody fuck with you like mm-hmm. that, right? So that's just certain things that like, or you just take care of the people around you. How did that play out like b- between your mom and your dad? That's it, is just being like such a kind of, 
support system. I think that's what it is, is like knowing that if there's anything that goes wrong, you can always reach out. I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing mm -hmm. with my dad. My mom, probably not as well as far as like, she's going to bitch and moan a little bit and like rah, 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 nag and you know what I mean? But like with my dad, there was never like an emergency, let's say that would happen. And I never throughout my childhood had like, oh my God, if you crash the car, my parents are going to be whatever. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, I crashed this car. You got to get here. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. And he's like, all right, I'm five minutes away. Like there was never a like weird dynamic. It was mm. just, I took that and just embodied it yeah. with my own life to where anybody that reaches out, I'm always there, mm. you know, things like that. So I think that's what it was, is just always be available, always treat people well. And that was the thing is he's so charismatic. Like, I think I'm charismatic and I think I'm really funny. He's, I'm a perfect mixture between my mom and my dad. Like I got my mom's looks with like my dad's personality. <laughs> but the thing is, is I always like to make fun of him and say like, I'm a newer, better generation. Like I'm mm -hmm. like new iPhone, you're the old iPhone. But I've been looking back at like some of the, They've like had a couple episodes of a podcast or they used to write each other letters too and looking at the letters and hearing about him like there was no autocorrect, for example, right? And he's like, I actually had to, in their young relationship, look up what the word was if I wanted to mm -hmm. use it, right? Because you just think about that. Things you don't think about and you have to be quicker on the fly. So like, I think I'm funny, but he's like that's funny. really on top yeah. of it because he's got to be or mm -hmm. else like there's no, whereas I'm leaning on like looks or, you know, social media or things like that. He's got to be live and right there. Mm -hmm. So I just took all that stuff from their relationship of just keeping things light and funny. I try to keep it as light and funny, but still work hard. Right? Mm -hmm. Like we work our ass off. We got to make sure everything's done as long as the work is done for the day i don't care what i say what i was like we can smoke crack after this i don't care as long as the work is done yeah. you know did it get done do whatever we want i don't <laughs> care but um yeah two more questions for you okay. riley you having fun on your i'm loving it yeah <laughs> we could talk all day yeah. you guys are great well, we have another guest to hey, get to yeah, so all right. we'll get you back especially when the cameras are up and running and that stuff would be too. Fun, yeah that would be good but two questions i have for you the first one is, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I or Hannah forgot to bring up? Is there anything specific mm. on your mind that you might want to talk no, about? I mean, I came in pretty open-ended. That's good. In terms of... You don't have to have anything. Yeah. I was like, I'll let you guys lead. Um, yeah. I nice. Know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you did great. And then the last thing I leave people with is, who are two to three people that we can get into contact with, hopefully in the SoCal area. Please don't send us too far. It's got to be somebody special. We really like yeah. you. So we'll yeah. make, and it has to be, it's San Diego. So had you been like, I'm in Yosemite right now. And we're like, uh, right. That we can maybe get on the podcast, maybe have them come over to Long Beach and right. get something made. Who are some people you'd like to see on the show? Hmm. Um, you know, I think Chris Mack, my coach at the Olympic Training Center, okay. he's a good one. I mean, he's coached a lot of different types of athletes. He actually works for Para Track and Field now. Okay. Um, he's just traveled all over. He's just, you know, he was in the trenches with us too. I think that he just has a cool story, you know. Um, let's see, who else? Annie Coons. That was my, oh, yeah. my training partner, turned basically one of my best friends. Um, me and her kind of have... Like, again, I use that term in the trenches. I always, I, we, we joke around and say that we're trauma bonded because we went through it together. Yeah. And she actually ended, she won the Olympic trials. So for anybody who doesn't know, we didn't really go into this that much, but I got injured at the Olympic trials mm -hmm. and had to pull out. And it was just very heartbreaking day, very, you know, dramatic. But Annie, on the flip side, you know, she ended up winning. But at the same time, like, 
I just felt like she was really the only, one of the only people that knew what I was going through. Mm. Like, and she was so there for me, so supportive. Um, and at the end of it all, like we just both really acknowledge the fact that like, it really is about the journey and those people and those type of things that come out of it. You know, even now she, she won the Olympic trials was on its high and now she's trying to come back from injury herself. And, you know, so again, the highs and lows, things like that. But I think her story is really amazing as well too. And oh, I love nice. her. So that'd yeah, cool. shout her out. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Um, and then let's see. Oh, well, my cousin who I was just telling you guys about was just here. She actually just left. It's a bummer. You couldn't, couldn't meet her, but she is an incredible person, Mariah Cooks. Um, she's an attorney. She Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah she just is building out this um, sports and entertainment pra- practice at her law firm. She just, mm-hmm. She's just one of those people that is just a light in the world. Like, yeah. She just she knows so many people. She's just incredible like networking. She just she's always on the move, always talking to people. She just has a great story, great testimony, very involved with her Christianity. Um, Where does she stay at? She is in the Bay Area, so okay. yeah, sorry, not to say yeah. too far, but um, yeah, that's definitely nice. one. Like nice. she, her that's story is always good to to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I like a good that. List. At some yeah. point, you know, paths cross, mm-hmm. right? We end up somewhere. Yeah, hey, Riley, give me that girl's number, <laughs> yeah. you know, something like that. So yeah, yeah. Well, you got anything want to close this out on? I just want to say thank you for being on. It was uh, really, it's really having nice me. having just like different people on there yeah. and I don't know you very well but yeah. it was really cool just like sitting here it felt very like comfortable not everyone is able to make me feel comfortable <laughs> so it was really it was really cool that you wanted to come um, on yeah you remember when she was competing though too and I was giving you like all the updates too yeah like oh Riley's doing yeah, this and I was like, doing okay. yes I always nice. appre- appreciate your guys support so much and I remember when I've had my little comeback moment slash wrapping up my career at Long Beach when I mm-hmm. was throwing javelin and you guys are both out there just like yeah. so hyped for me. I was like, oh, yeah. you're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just love watch. I mean, I, I did track too, but I just love watching track. Like whether I'm yeah. competing myself or training, I, I just love track. So yeah. anytime yeah. I can come out and watch track, I, I know, will do me it. too. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who's put in, you know, months of training, yeah. like let's, let's see what you got. Yeah. What, what did it work? And my favorite part about track too, is it's really not about winning. It's about just getting better and progressing. Mm-hmm. So like, you're not going to win every race. You know, you got to start somewhere. So it's just awesome to see people like, oh, my God, you ran a minute and then now you're at 58 seconds. Now you're at 57. And to just understand what that feels like, too, I think. Mm Because at any level, hitting those PRs, winning those those races, those meets, it's like it's really one of the best feelings. So Mm -hmm. to be able to see that people do that again is so like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. And this has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. at the digest the digest that's kind of cool i like it explain, as of right now at least explain the digest to me so um i'll explain the name in a little bit because it's kind of a fun story but this is basic we just recap basically what we talked about yeah. and and kind of just sit down settle down digest what we've um heard and mm-hmm. been through mm-hmm. um and, and we'll try to do it maybe within like the week of the episode yeah. we try to do it after the episode but sometimes shit happens we got to run somewhere. yeah like obviously with with this episode we weren't in our home we were obviously like in san diego so we obviously couldn't just do it right then and there 
in her did? home and be like, hey, by the way, we're just going to, can you be quiet real quick? You know what I mean? Actually, like, just like, can you remove yourself? Yeah, can you go here? outside? Take your cat with you. And then like, she comes back and like the apartment's empty yeah. and we stole her couch, everything. Um, But we were um, trying to figure out a name. We didn't want to call it the recap because that's a little, you know, because we don't want to do a recap of it's the whole corny. thing. We yeah. just kind of, you know, we wanted a different name. So then I have discovered this amazing, amazing platform called ChatGPT. Yeah, you're a little late to the game I on that. I am so late. I've always, I've, I've always known about it and friends use it. Like I'm not like behind in that sense, but I've never used it before. So then yesterday I was actually working on a discussion post and you had to list 10 ways to balance work and family. And I was like, I really don't feel like thinking about this like i'm sure i could figure it out but i just i just want to get this assignment done so i was like type i literally copy pasted the question into chat gpt and it literally lists 10 things and it gives the explanations it's crazy so then today in class i was like let me type in uh synonyms for recap because that's kind of the vibe we're going for but we just didn't want the word recap so then i typed in synonyms for a recap into the chat gpt and it like gave me a bunch of li- like a list of a bunch of names and I just like hit if you want to like do like refresh it like do it again you can press like regenerate so I did that and then gave me a bunch of different names and digest was on there I was like oh I like it what were some of the other options um oh, summary synopsis sy- synopsis, <laughs> synopsis synopsis when I hear synopsis I think of Frank Sinatra mm. you know the singer mm-hmm. I think there's another one that was like a like restart or summarize i don't know it was a weird one like uh, like you know not cute ones but what this is the the, the what okay try this again this is the digest <clears throat> for riley cooks yeah what do you think about riley have i ever, i don't think i've ever met her before i, I think you've Maybe probably I've said hi but yeah. we haven't been like oh hi like how are you like it's been a quick thing i think either at cerritos or we met her at long beach too we watched her yeah. Throw, so yeah yeah so it's been like on a track it hasn't been like a uh, you know, hey, the, we're the focus. It's been like, oh, you're out of track me. Hi, you know, good luck. Yeah. Uh, but she's super nice. Yeah. Super sweet. What do you think of her? I, um, <coughs> I mean, for me, it was just like nice, mostly listening, just getting to know her a little bit more. Uh, just because I don't know her, but she uh, is like super, super sweet, super like motivated, super like inspiring, just like a fun, like very light person but that has a lot of depth to her yeah you know i remember seeing riley cooks for the first time why did i say her last name like that you always say people's last i do say people as if that's gonna make me know them better hold on let me fix my little stand here because i didn't tighten it to the level oh there we go is yours tightened to your satisfaction i left it a little loose it is uh i first met riley and I remember seeing, thinking like, who is this pit bull over here in like the opposite end of the track? Because she has probably one of the best like resting bitch faces I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was at such a high level, just like running around and working out with Rich. And like, I remember watching her throw shot put or something. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is really good. Because I was so new to the sport too, mm-hmm. that you're just trying to figure out like, what what the hell is this thing? Like, yeah. what am I doing? What is the shot put ring, for example? And then you see somebody throw at a high level and you're able to like take notes and watch and kind of break it down. And that's kind of the best part about the sport was just like watching people do mm-hmm. it and then trying to kind of replicate the foundational 
like forms that they do. And yeah, she turned out to be like such a nice person. And yeah, mm-hmm. she's the best. Yeah. And we got to go to San Diego. Uh-huh. That was an interesting one. I liked her cat a lot too. I know. What was that cat's name? Romeo. Romeo. Right? Yeah. He was playful. Honestly, like he was almost like a dog. He was almost yeah. like Kino. Well, not Kino, but you know, like right now Kino's laying right here. I've never really seen cats other than Amanda's cat lay like close to and the you only and reason socialize. Amanda's cats lay like that is because they're like they have no instincts. Like they're just kind of downsy a little bit. Well, yeah, you know but they're I mean? also like they're very social. That, just but, like his cat is yeah. very, or um, her cat, his cat, her cat is very um, social too. Mm-hmm. Um, cats are fun if they're social. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really like cats, but no, really super cute cat. I really like how she talked about her like transitional phase mm-hmm. that she's in right now. Just kind of figuring out how to be a regular person and not like pursuing athlete. athletics at the highest level. Yeah. It's kind of fun to see that, right? It's weird because you don't really, um, you always hear that like, oh yeah, well this person it did this sport for this many years and then now it's uh, he's working as a car salesman or like you hear those stories of people going from a high level of athleticism and you know competing and this and that to doing like a regular job and just never transferring those skills into Mm -hmm. something else that's a high level like tom brady goes from the field to another million multi-million dollar endeavor and then this Mm -hmm. and that and that right and then some guys kind of just there's a few guys that my dad played with that went like to the nfl and then they retired obviously and they never really found anything after that to keep that drive going well i think it's hard too of like going from because obviously this the sport whatever is whatever it is for riley was track um gives you so much and obviously like you're, this is your full-time thing like this is what you do day in and day out it's i think it's very hard going from doing that 24 7 to now finding something else all of a sudden that still gives you that same high and same like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I totally get it. And then just, it was just nice hearing that everything isn't always super fun and amazing. And she, I feel like she was like vulnerable enough to just let people know that it's not, it's not necessarily an easy road, but she was also excited for it. It wasn't like it was all depressing and sad all the time. It was still like, a, oh no, I'm still excited for, you know, this new journey yeah. yeah not being like bitter about yeah it or anything. yeah because i mean we get it like not a, you know shit comes to an end and sometimes you it ends earlier than you think it is gonna end but i feel like her attitude towards it was was still very nice and not like depressing yeah heck yeah well did you have a good day today how was your body feeling my body's a little tired but i feel fine um i'm happy i got my workout in this morning i love that uh, i would not have wanted to do it today or like right now but my day was good. Went to school, went to all my classes. So Congrats. good. I um, got all my attendance points. And I was actually very, like, I don't mean, I, don't, this is, I mean, I would classify this as a good student. I was doing schoolwork and homework and assignments in my class, uh, the class that I don't understand a word that she says. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm, I'm here. Instead of trying to figure out what you're listening to or what you're saying, we're just staring at you let me just do assignments. So I did a bunch of assignments, finished that up, and then I came home. For some reason, I don't know what happened with the bus, um, but there was something on Naples or 2nd Street. I think they were doing construction, or it might have been a lot of traffic. Who knows? 
it was going so slow and yeah. it pissed me off. But I made it home, took Kino on a little walkie walk. He had, well, he heard me. He had hair stuck in his butt <laughs> when he peed. So he was freaking out. When he peed? Oh, no, when he ate poop. Oh, gotcha. Um, so yeah, he, he freaked out a little bit for a second, but. It was one of your hairs? Yeah, I mean, it was a long one. So. Yeah. Either mine or his, who knows, but. It, 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 there's no way it was his. It was he yours. It was a long hair. Yeah, you're um, like, or really, his. <laughs> it was yours. Couldn't see what color it was, but, you know. It was yours. <laughs> you're like, Allegedly. You know, I have seen what color it is sometimes. Like, it's been so really? long that, yeah, it'll, oh, the turtle dangle there a little well, bit. Well, allegedly was my hair in his butt. I didn't test it or And DNA. he was freaking out. Um, but I had to pull it out a little bit. And then uh, we worked <coughs> around the neighborhood a little bit. He appreciates that support. You yeah. know what? You talked about you wanted to, you're happy that you worked out this morning. Mm-hmm. I realized oh, that. Oh, I got to take my bun out. It's hurting? hurting my head. Is it pulling your scalp back? Yeah. Your forehead is just increasing mm-hmm. millimeters by the minute. Oh, Look at that. So much it's half the size now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you went from Stevie Wonder to Tyra Banks. Um, Damn, <laughs> yeah, right. Are, Shot on both of them. Those, those are craniums. Are, All right, yeah. Stevie Wonder to Rihanna. Okay. Um. Oh, I saw this kind of quote that I sent you, or not quote, just a video. It was Joe Rogan. Did you get around to seeing that? And he's like, I kind of mm-hmm. want to see what a person looks like when you're tired. You're tired. You get up, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, mm-hmm. and then you do it again, and then you do it again. I've been trying to do that with you, but I don't think I'm. Maybe I was, I've been testing you indirectly. Like, I, I don't test you anymore. I used to be like, is she going to do it or is she going to wake up or something like that? Now I'm very transparent in what I say. Can you put those headphones on? What are you doing? Um, I'm scratching my head. I want, hey, hush up, Kino. And I just kind of want to explain that you know the person who can operate the best under extreme fatigue or stress is usually the person that's like at the highest level of what they do. It's so strange though because I, you and I are both prone to migraines. Yep. So me and you operating in a state of tiredness or like exhaustion will never lead to anything good. Cool. So what I'm saying is I'm not saying be sleep deprived. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying is there has to be some sort of happy medium like your body's tired but you still get your workout in what what? yeah what i'm saying is um when you turn a car on when the so this is it right here this is what pisses me off the trauma that you have when you turn the key and it takes forever to turn on right the the state where you're like oh my gosh i hate this so much right your ford focus and i think i'm the car that we have now when you turn the key it turns on When I wake up in the morning, I wake up within 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. I'm up. You have this thing where you wake up and it doesn't matter how many hours you sleep. It could be four hours. It could be 10 hours. You're still laggy, lethargic, and slow. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that comes to just like your childhood, things like that, where you were able to just sleep in and, you know, you like had free time and things like that, which is cool. I'm not trying to say, hey, the only way that you can develop this discipline is by me traumatizing you for the next six months to a year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're upset at me. I'm trying to help you. Now you're fucking pissed off at me because I'm just like, she has to be able to wake up faster than this. 
It doesn't have to be early. And I'm not telling you to lose sleep. I'm telling you to manage your sleep better. So go to bed earlier. If you want 10 hours of sleep, baby, we can go to bed in two hours. You can get 15 hours of sleep if you want. That's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, for example, you'll wake up and I hear more excuses when you're before a workout than you do after a workout. Does that make sense? Is I'll wake up and, you know, the last, you, we've been at it for a good week or two, right? Oh, it's dark out. So what? You go mm-hmm. to work sometimes when it's dark out, right? Fuck does that have to, yeah, but I don't work outside. Okay, you're fine. You got Kino, you got me. It's all right. It's early in the morning. No, there's no crime happening at 5 a.m. for the most part. Like crackheads are asleep, you know? Um, what else? It's cold. It's tired. Do you see what I'm saying, though, is your inability sometimes also during emergency to feel safe. You don't need to be protected, but this is something that naturally I'm thinking uh, if I'm betting, if I'm a betting guy, it's going to change when you have a kid. But why do we have to wait until you have a kid for your sleep now to become like like your mom? Right. I'm sure your mom, if you say like, hey, mom, she wakes up pretty Mm -hmm. fast. Right. Because she's been a mother for 20 plus years, like raising kids and stuff. You, I go, hey, Hannah. You go, hmm. And, and I'm only getting 50% of your consciousness. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you want it to get better? Um, I think... Because my goal here, before you start, sorry, is I'm trying to get you to the level to where I go like, hey, Hannah. Hey, you know, not like whisper, but like if I'm at the door, hey, mm-hmm. Hannah, and you wake up and you're not like some lethargic, like almost teenager. You know what I mean? I honestly think like my sleep schedule would just have to change drastically for that to happen. Um, I would have to every night not have deep sleep. And I don't know if that's something I want to go through. Every night not have deep sleep. You don't have deep sleep. That's why you wake up, you know, by me just touching your foot. Uh-huh. Um, I have very, very deep sleep. And that's why I don't wake up when Kino barks at night. Yeah. Um. So I think if you want me to be able to wake up by you whispering in my ear, uh, my sleep would get poor. Like So this is what I want is I don't think I want you, I, I, honestly, I don't need the car to turn on that fast. But let's say, for example, if I'm trying to wake up, at, if I'm trying to work out at 530, guess what? If you need an hour, I need five minutes. That's one minute of waking up, two minutes to take a piss, three minutes to get dressed, four minutes to get food, five minutes to put my shoes on, and I'm already out the fucking door running. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's an extreme case, but that's just what I'm used to doing. If you, if I'm saying call time is 5.30, you need to have the discipline to go. I need to wake up at 4.30 then. Mm-hmm. If I want my coffee and my buns with ham on it and I want to do this and this and this, if that's what you take, wake up at 4.30. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you is I don't care when you start. I just need you to know like, hey, we're I'm getting after it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And it, do you realize how if I go, all right, I'm waking up at 4, 5.30 and I wake up at 5.25 and I'm still ready at 5.30, but you're like, no, I have all these things to do. And now it's 6.15, 6.30. And I was like, I'm, I could have been done with the workout by now. Do you see what I'm trying to build here? Mm-hmm. What What do you want? I mean, I, I definitely think I want to be able to wake up earlier and feel better in the mornings. Um, I don't think I need an hour, but I think if you give me 30 minutes of like, let's say, yeah, if, especially if it's a workout, um, to not have a migraine and to like actually feel good for the workout, 
give me 30 minutes. And I will 100% say it's not your fault. It's not due to laziness. Some of it is laziness, Mm -hmm. but some of it is just biological stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just pulsing with stuff that you don't have, you know? So that means I can just get up tight and go. Like same thing with recovery. I can lift a lot more weights and not be crazy sore to the point where like I'm jiggling and wiggle. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm sore, but we can go Mm -hmm. again biological that's just stuff that happens so there is a little bit of laziness and i just want my my ask is that you just make it about the biological part the stuff that you can't hey i'm doing my best yeah i'm giving my best effort and um you know your body you know if i say hey i actually want to work out at 5 30 that means that way i'm done at 6 30 that means i can go back to bed for a little while i can enjoy a coffee or whatever i can relax because this morning i was not pissed off, but I got to get stuff done. Mm. It's the same thing with this guy laying on the floor. He's not going to sit here and enjoy a coffee. No, he's got to get out there and go run because he's angry at himself right now. Like yeah. he's, I don't know if I'm mad at myself, but it's just the situation. There's energy that needs to get let out. And if it's sitting here on the couch, it's either going to be at myself or you or kick the dog or something like that. What do yeah. you think? Well, I think it, I mean, it's obviously healthy to find paths for like like individual paths but it is nice if we can merge them too yeah like align them and yeah i mean i love working out with you like Mm -hmm. when we're doing it i'm not upset at anything you do you had an amazing set it's just firing up and getting after it yeah you gotta you have to start before me so that's fine i have no issue waking up a little bit earlier but my point is if i tap you on the shoulder hey good morning hannah um you know, there's about 45 minutes, 30 minutes until we're going to go work out. I need you to be like, okay, I'm going to get up slowly. Mm-hmm. Instead of, is that what the solution is? I mean, well, yeah. Because you're going to have to get up before me. Does that, do you well, make yeah. sense? And I have no issue doing that. Okay, cool. I don't and need you waking up before me. Just for example or whatever. So tomorrow you're going to get up before me, do your process, and then I'm going to roll out of bed probably five minutes before, get ready, and then we're going to roll. That's fine. I love it. Alrighty. This is cool. I like mm-hmm. this. Uh, the digest. Mm-hmm. I like it. Digest. Yeah, I'm cool with it right now. Yeah. Digesting. Digestion. Do you, how, how's your digesting? Good? Yeah. It's great. Do you ever hear it? Like, brr, brr. Yeah, I do. I mean, brr. and sometimes it's kind of hard. Like, am I hungry or is the food that I ate, like, digesting? But, yeah. No, I hear it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not always, though. But, yeah, I hear it. I like that. I want to finish on one thing from my little journal here. What? Hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite weird thing about me? About you? Yeah. I feel like you very rarely wear shoes. Yeah. You're always in slides. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it's kind of weird. Like I don't always like it. But it's also like it's very like freeing. It's just like it's chill. Like you're very chill with that. Whereas some guys are like, I don't know what what is that about guys that like they don't want to show their toes and stuff. <coughs> yeah, we call those um, little boys. Like if you got ugly toes, please do not have them out. But like most people don't have ugly toes. Like they're you know you can they're presentable. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a kind of a weird one. I like that. Yeah. I wish I had a better pair of slides. Honestly, these ones are so fucked up. They're not even comfortable yeah. anymore. But yeah, mm-hmm. what I your my favorite weird thing about you is let's see here. I didn't think about this before. Hmm. 
It's going to be... I like how you pack so much whenever we go on a vacation and you use maybe... Two tops. 30% of your bag. If that, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the funny part isn't that like you don't use it. Just when I suggest like, hey, I don't think you need half that stuff. Like you could actually... Or I present the option of like you could get by on a carry-on. Let's say you really could trust me. You could, I get it. Not a Sweden Europe trip, but like if this is what's going on, you could get by with a carry on. You're mm-hmm. like, no, what if it's this? What if it's this? You bring like way too many bikinis and you end up wearing probably the same bikini. Can I tell you my rationale for this though? Go ahead. I want to have the option to wear it. So let's like say, that. let's say like I, um, I might not use four sweaters, but I at least want to have the option to use them or to switch up my outfits that's why I do it. Not because I think I'm going to go all these places. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. Like, no, I know that. But I at least want to have the option. I respect And that. because I don't always try on outfits before I pack them, which trying them on before would probably help. But I don't always know what sweater looks best with these pants. Let me bring all four. And my question is, is I don't know how you, like, if you have that shirt, how do you not have two or three pairs of jeans where you're like, oh, yeah, I've worn this before. Last time we went to dinner, it's going to work. Because you don't really reuse, uh, like, you don't re-wear stuff like that. Okay, sure. Guys do. You know, like, if I yeah. see a, a black pair of shorts, I go, you know what? I think my red top will be fine with that. Success. Put put it in the bag. Let's go. <laughs> like, And then here's the thing, too, is you love shopping so much. Women fear not having your preparation for luggage, but that seems like a great option to be like, oh yeah, let's go shopping. I actually am in need of things like that because you're going to go to a store anyways at your destination. Why not have an excuse to go? Well, because then if I, so let's say I don't pack something because I'm, oh, I'm going to buy it. What if the day that I'm going to go buy these things, I'm like, shit, I really want that. Like, I really want that sweater today that I was going to buy, but I want to actually wear it now. Because I didn't bring it, I don't have it. Sure. I don't know. I'm confused. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> this is Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you guys for listening. And I love you. I don't always understand you. That's but right. But I mean, it's okay. we keep it rocking. And I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.